when you are consistent over and over again, you will move the ball forward. Uh, and I just thought that was was uh, she kind of snuck it in there, um, but I and and didn't really um, dig into it too much during your interview. But I think that it is a uh, something that we can like put over the door frame, you know, into your office and just remember that, uh, you know, people don't find you overnight. People, things don't change overnight. Progress doesn't happen overnight. It's, uh, you know, that, that I think that the overnight success that took 10 years, right. That's the, the running joke for people who may quote unquote made it. Um, it's like this, like uh, one hit wonder kind of a thing. And they're like, no, I've been doing this for 20 years. You just finally <laughs> discovered me. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the powerful conversation with Christina Liqueur. In our last episode, if you haven't listened, if you haven't, (laughs) that's all one sentence. Yeah, (laughs) that was all one sentence. But you know what? It's okay. (laughs) Perfect is boring. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. Y'all, if you're listening on the Apple, it's going to put things out of order when you go back. So just, you know, click in. It does weird stuff like that, right? It does. It doesn't show you. They just revamped the whole app, and then they decided that the most recent is the one that they're going to play first. Mm -hmm. No, I want it literally want it the other way around. Yeah. I want it to show me the last time I've listened. Yeah. And then play in order because everyone's podcast does anyways. Come on, Apple, get your shit together. Well, anyways, let's talk about this for a second because aside from I'm not excited about Apple, but what I am excited about, y'all, I put together this thing. Brad doesn't even, I don't think he knows about it yet, but um, in a a couple weeks, I'm going to do a free webinar because I have been obsessed this year with hacking like time hacking routines. How do I get more done without being tired? And what I have discovered is all the things that we know about creating habits is wrong. It's totally wrong. And so I'm doing a free webinar to talk about the things that you're doing that are actually causing your habits to not be created and what you should do instead. Totally going to be free. It's coming up and you can get on our if you get on our wait list for our upcoming challenge, don't worry. If you don't want to sign up for the challenge, I get it. But if you get on that wait list, I'm going to let all those people know about that free webinar because it goes along with our challenge. So it's free webinar, 100withme.com, 100withme.com. Get on that wait list and you all be the first to sign up for the free webinar. But That's I'm, exciting. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I can't wait. I, I want to know how um, my habits and everything I know about habits are not correct. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I've been studying with BJ Fogg every Thursday. I have lunch with him. I mean, there's other people on there too, but not as many as you think. And he is the behavior, the founder of the behavior sciences for Stanford. And he has this amazing book and I've just been studying with the book and with him and taking his trainings. And, um, I'm just really stoked because, um, we, 
too often, especially because I know ladies, you'll listen to this. We think that there's something wrong with us when we can't do something we want to do, but it's not you. Isn't that fun? Not fun. So anyways, um, all right. So do we have an audience question? That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> we, we totally do. And this one, um, I swear y'all have it out for me. Um, <laughs> this, today, <laughs> today's uh, audience question is, what are your morning routines? Um, well, and, and I think you'll find uh, that I'm going to win this question. Well, there's, there's no winning the question. <laughs> but also, okay, in your defense, sir, some people have morning routines. Some people have night routines. Some people have both. I think you have a night routine. More than You're a very routine. gracious. Thank you. I was willing to walk under the bus on this one. Well, share yours and I'll share mine. So this morning's routine was getting a phone call saying your alarm is ringing and you need to turn it off and then going, I need to do something. Got up, ran right to my computer. Didn't even get coffee. I must say this. I was I was meditating. I was doing this breath work class and I could hear his alarm down the hall and through two doors. And it was really frustrating me because I was trying just to focus on my breath work and just focus on it. And I was like, this is... I'm like, here for you, babe. I'm here. You're yeah, growing. Yeah. So I was like, look, I just needed to stop. And then I, I don't mind. So I just hit the favorites on my phone and when I and let it ring and then I and it, when you answered I'm like your alarm is going up and it's annoying and then I hung up <laughs> <laughs> anyways I did notice that you got went straight to your death without a coffee um so yeah your morning routine is not really something that you have set up yet yeah I I keep trying uh over the years the only time I've ever had a legit morning routine was when I was going to a yoga class at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and that was um, that was an interesting, like, I window. Mean, I had I did it for almost three years where I was getting up super early. Yes. And you went three times a week in the morning. I will say your routine after that yoga class was more set in stone than before the yoga class. Well, that's, yeah, because <laughs> I had to be, I was working for someone else, I had to be in the office. Um, you know, all the things. And so, in order for me to get my class in, I was getting, you know, before the office. So, it was definitely driven by, um, you know, being in an office. Um, and then, as soon as I left that position, um, actually, it was a combination. I kept that for a while and then the, and then the class moved. Yeah. Uh, locations and times and all the things and, and everything just went out the window. Everything went out the window. It's okay. You know what you should do? Come to my free webinar. Oh, yeah. That great. <laughs> You're going to come to my free webinar and I'm going to teach you right, how well, to have well, tell, that. Tell us about your morning routine. My morning routine is sick. Okay. So, um, sick in a good way. <laughs> I love, I love a morning routine and I have dabbled a lot in a night routine and I have a pretty good one, but, um, it does vary because of the time it starts because just dinner time affects that. So my morning routine is much stronger. I get up. And as soon as I put my feet on the ground, I say, today is going to be an amazing day. <laughs> and um, then I... Uh, Do you say this out loud? No. Okay. No, I just say it to myself. I don't want you to interrupt. Because mm. you'll be like, what? What are you saying? And I'll be like, is it going to be amazing? I just got interrupted <laughs> on my amazing day. But you should t 
Well, I guess we could talk about your amazing alarm clock later. Oh, so, okay. Actually, it does start with that. So, I have a, a sunrise simulation alarm clock because I was hitting snooze too much. And I was never someone who hit snooze uh, pre-COVID. And That's, now- I thought you were going to say pre-Brad. But yeah, we'll go with pre-COVID. No, pre-COVID, I never hit snooze. <laughs> the alarm would go off. And I think it also was like, maybe had to do with like, it was a studio apartment. The neighbors could hear the alarm, like yeah, the whole thing. So like, I would just like get up and now it, like no one cares. And he sleeps with his alarm, as we know. So <laughs> anyways, um, so um, I- randomly bought this like crappy sunrise simulation alarm clock and i literally the first day i used it i didn't hit snooze a i didn't know how b <laughs> the sunrise well i just like woke up to the sunrise and because we have we sleep in the darkness for brad like it was so good for me so i got rid of that when i got a better one and i have a sunset simulator and a sunrise simulator so i fall asleep so fast and i wake up and that wakes me up I usually wake up before the alarm actually goes up because the light is getting brighter and brighter and I just get up. Then I um, drink some water, brush my teeth and walk the dogs. And um, I used to walk them for about an hour. Now it's about 30 minutes because it's too hot. Uh, That's on them. I could keep going, but you know, I got to get their pads on the side. (laughs) And then I either do a Pilates workout or a weight training workout before I have coffee and uh, my breakfast where I read a book while I'm eating my breakfast so that I have something to do. Like I can I can actually get through a book because that was important to me. And then when I, after I take my shower, get dressed for the day and I come to my desk, I write down my goals for the day on a piece of paper before I start working. That is my morning routine. And when I get up, she goes, I'm winning the day. I know. I do. <laughs> I say she I'm said, I, I, had an, I had a full day already. I had a full day already. <laughs> Full day. Yeah, you definitely did. It sounds like you had a full day. I didn't even know you did half those things. I I know you didn't. And you know what? When when my father and brother leave the house, um, I'll go back to my other morning routine. And uh, I can't wait because I'll get to do all of that alone. Yeah, and with with spinning or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get to spin again, all the things. So anyways, um, great question. Thanks for sending it in. You can send your questions in to beitpod on Instagram, whatever you want to know, and then we put it in the lineup. Love it. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. All right. So what's next, love? All right. Let's talk about the last episode with Christina LaCure. Uh, Christina is a powerful, gregarious confidence and success coach. She spent 10 years recreating her self-identity after leaving a career as a professional golfer and model. Her charisma is contagious. Her delivery is concrete. Uh, It's no wonder she speaks from stage. Uh, You probably know exactly what I'm talking about if you've already listened to the last episode. Uh, I thought it was a really powerful uh, interview and it had so many takeaways. Yeah, I really, um, I, I mean, I had so much fun talking to her. I've known her for a while and uh, she is a force. And um, I really loved when she was talking about um, hitting rock bottom uh, in her life. Um, she talked, she asked herself, like, how can people who have less than you be happier than you? And, you know, I, 
I think a lot of times when we're kind of down on our on our luck or down on ourselves or feeling like everything is happening to us, it's not easy to to have a question like that, like that you can like get an observation mode. But I love that she did because it totally changed the trajectory of what she's working on. Yeah, I'm, I um I think it was also she was talking about the end of her golfing career where she was clearly you know she was a pro golfer, right? And then what happens after that um, and trying to like reimagine herself and understand who she was, you know, at that point because her entire um, uh, mindset and identity was wrapped up at golf and then she left there and was like, like, why am I not happy? And she was looking around like, I have, I have all the things, quote unquote, the things that the world says I should pursue, but I'm not happy. How come? Yeah. You know, and I, I think that was, uh, um, it's also fascinating. It's, it's something that um, has, it crosses my mind every single time we're in Cambodia. Uh, and you see, you know, a family living in a village with, you know, basically nothing. And they, they like literally have an entire family living on a boat that yes. is 10 feet long, you know, and and it's like floating in the water they live on that and they, three or four people living on a plank basically it's and they're smiling and they're waving and they're laughing and they're playing in the water and you know they just and, they and, fish that's yeah. what they do no i i love that you brought that up i think it's well you know also i think so many of us identify like hold on to an identity and it's we struggle when it's changing and yeah. because who are we without that and then, you know, uh, I think that's, I, I love that, that she asked herself this question because if she was, you know, all of us at some point are going to transition from what we think we were, you're going to retire someday, then you're, you know, like you're, you're going to go from single to married or, or reverse that. And, um, and so I think it's I really ironically change is constant. Yeah. 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 I love that. So anyways, I, but I agree. I, I do. I, man, you made me miss Cambodia. I, there, there is so much joy in, in the people there. Um, and they I mean, don't the, have as the, much as we do. The other, the other moment that happens to me every single time is when we're driving back from Bantasrai Temple uh, and we stop on the side of the road with the vendors who make the coconut sugar, yeah. the palm, palm sugar. Palm sugar. And, uh, you know, similar, similar thing where, you know, it's a whole village living along the side of a road that's 100% dependent on, you know, tourism basically or maybe they grow some rice in the back but like you know they have they have one well and one generator that supports an entire you know village of people who live on on these tiny huts and and yet when you meet them they're full of smiles and and happy and it's just it's incredible you and know? they're so excited to show you what they have they're so excited to give you the tour remember like one little girl showed us like there's this hole in the ground with a stick and remember the stick and it had a handle and our tour guy was like, do you know what that is? And I, we were looking at it and we realized it's how the little kids walk, learn to walk because they don't have tables. So to like put their hands on. So they have the stick in the ground and it's got a little handle for them to hold on to and they can walk in circles. Well, they, have, they, have, they do have tables, but I don't know how we do it here. But what they did, it's it, it, it allows the kid to walk in a circle around the stick, right? So the stick is the center is put in the ground and the person and they, the kid can hold a 
a handle that's sticking out and they just walk in a circle. Yeah. That's how they learn how to walk. Well, you, well, we saw our neighbor's baby. She had her hands on the table and she walked all the way around the table. Oh, like the one with the wheels and the rolling. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. But we didn't have, but we, they're outside cause they are, out, they work outside for a living. They don't, yeah. they don't hang out in their house and watch Netflix. Yeah. They don't have baby toys the way we think no. of baby toys. No. Yeah. Anyways. So off on a tangent of Cambodia anyways, but <laughs> What anyway, I love that she shared her rock bottom story because I think it's so important for us to hear those things, those kinds of stories consistently. So you know that, wow, people hit this place and then they pivot. And it's a, it's a great, it's it, from that spot is where the growth came and her, her force came from. So anyways, yeah. what did you love that she said? So uh, one thing she, she threw out there, which I've, it's a, it's kind of a mantra that I've said for years and years, uh, similar to what she said. She said, consistency with action is one of the most life changing things ever. And I couldn't agree more, um, consistent and persistent. That's my mantra, Mm -hmm. consistent and persistent. Uh, because when you are consistent over and over again, you will move the ball forward. Uh, and I just thought that was was uh, she kind of snuck it in there, um, but I and, and didn't really um, dig into it too much during your interview. But I think that it is a uh, something that we can like put over the door frame, you know, into your office and just remember that uh, you know people don't find you overnight. People things don't change overnight. Progress doesn't happen overnight. It's uh, you know that that I think the the overnight success that took ten years, right? That's the the running joke for people who made quote unquote made it. Um, it's like this like uh, one hit wonder kind of a thing, and they're like, no, I've been doing this for twenty years. You just finally <laughs> discovered me. I I do think this like when when the media goes this overnight success, they are discounting the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. It took for someone to get there. And I hope we stop saying that. I'm going to stop saying that. But someone call me out on it if I do. Because it is, you know, um, even like right now, somebody mentioned like, oh, all these things are happening all at the same time. And it's like, yeah, because for seven years, I have been putting in the relationship value. I've been adding value. I've been staying connected. I've been supporting and supporting and supporting. And so, yes, right now, we have an abundance amount of opportunities um, with OPC that we never have had before. And it is not because all of a sudden, <laughs> overnight, someone just saw a post and was like, oh, this is the girl that we need to connect with. No, it's been a long time. Yeah. So anyway, consistent uh, and persistent uh, consistency with action is one of the most life-changing things ever. So I think the act, I just want to uh, uh, like underline the with action because you are probably more consistent than you think. Mm. you're consistently scrolling on Instagram or you're consistently watching TV. Talking about habits again. And so I know I'm, y'all I'm going to be my habits for a long time. I'm obsessed with this ish. Okay. But, but consistency with action. So it is, and that's hard. It's hard to take action consistently because action is scary. Action is hard. You can be rejected. And, but it also gets easier when you do that. So I actually think that, if you're listening to this, you are a very consistent person because humans are just consistent, but ask yourself if it's with action. Okay, cool. Let's finally, let's talk about the, the be it action items that you dug into uh, uh, with Christina 
Um, what bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items could we take away from your convo? Um, this was really amazing because after this entire episode of all these great uh, points that she was making and, and uh, you know, these nuggets of wisdom in there, then you got to the be it, you know, action items. And it was like a whole second episode could have I happened know. right there. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I know. Okay. So we, um, but this I'm, is why she is who she is because like, she's like, okay, this is like, oh, I live in this moment. Yeah. I'm just going to rattle down kind of like, uh, uh, she said, um, people say they have, you know, their priorities, but if you, if, if they were real with themselves, their actions are out of alignment, right? So what her example was, uh, was my husband is priority number one, my kids are priority number two like my job's priority number three. And she's like, but if you actually looked at it, you spend 15 minutes a day with your husband. Maybe you hang out with your kids for two hours on Saturday, you know, and then your job is really where all of your time goes, you know, and your your mental thought, thinking and everything like that, right? So, she's like, we tell ourselves one thing, but our actions, uh, you know, belie that. And then she, she went on to another step and she said, we are the sum of the people we hang out with, uh, right? So, who do we surround ourselves with? And she said, chances are, you know, if you say that, uh, you know, like uh, eating well is important to you, that's a priority for you, but the people you surround yourself with are, um, you know, going to be uh, not eating well, you're you're going to be next in line is generally what's going to happen yep. um, because we are influenced by the people that we surround ourselves with. And then she said, what you obsess with is uh, what you obsess with, you become most. Yeah. What you obsess about is what you become, right? So, you know, imagine a child who obsessed about being, you know, a dancer on stage at the age of five. If they obsess with that and continue to continue to continue, chances are they're going to turn into that. They're going to become that, right? Well, if we obsess about television, what 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 are we gonna what are we gonna do? We we're gonna become a television. We're gonna become a sofa. Uh, <laughs> um, you know. And then lastly, she 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 said, you know, all this was like like consecutively in in the interview. She said, put a boundary around your life and protect. Um, you know who you hang out with, where you spend your time, what you're doing. Give yourself the space to have the actions that will allow you to. Uh, live up to those priorities that we're telling ourselves. And I was just like, I mean, all this came out in, in like one long, massive uh, um, paragraph, you know, that she was monologue, basically. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Well, I love all these. And here's what like, I know people listen is like, okay, yes, yes, yes. And then even though this is the be it that I have to say, like, I can see you going, yes, 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 yes. And then going, how? And I just want to say, um, that's what I'm gonna talk about on my free webinar. <laughs> this is a shameless hell? plug. So get on that hunter with me um dot com waitlist because it is your your habits and routines, the things you obsess about, all of this stuff shows people, shows yourself like what is a priority in your life. And if you are like looking around at all the people you surround yourself with and the foods you eat and the things that you do that you wish you weren't doing, you can't break a habit actually, but you can unravel. And so that is all part of it. And I, I couldn't agree more with all of these things. Like I am really um, particular about the people I spend time with the places I go, if I, if the access that I have, I don't enjoy always in a bad mood, then I will find, I'll just do it on my own. Like 
I'm really protective of my boundaries. Um, maybe to the point that people don't like it, but it's the only way I can get stuff done that I, that I, that I'm here for. So. And it's definitely one thing that I, uh, um, admired about you when we first met was your willingness to say no. Oh yeah. You called one night really late. And I said, I'm in bed. Call me another day. Yeah, really late. It was probably like 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll look at that call log. Um, <laughs> okay. So, my biggest takeaway is, oh, this will come to no surprise. Living your purpose is your responsibility. That's that's pretty – I mean, that, that it's definitely um, – uh, lights a fire under you, you know, when you hear this. And, you know, I've, I've heard this before where, um, you know, like I know Chris Harder talks about this where, you know, making money is is actually a responsibility. Yeah. You know, living your purpose is – Christina is saying living your purpose is your responsibility. It's a very interesting concept to uh, conceptualize, to think about – you know, we are here on this planet for a reason. And, you know, we need to figure out what that reason is. And then we need to go do it. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's like all the studies on how like each person is so unique. We're all snowflakes. So if if none of us are duplicates, then obviously there's a reason you're here. Um, There's this one podcast host who likes to talk about like the chances of you being the sperm that was like entered the egg is like one in X amount of millions. And so like you can't be a mistake like you are here for a reason and so there's a purpose in you that is here on this planet and it is so easy for us to say well this person is in my way or oh if only this happened then i could do it or well i i need this and that's why i can't do it so easy for us to put the reason that we're not living in purpose on something or someone else but when you take responsibility for living in your purpose then you can actually make your purpose a priority and have your actions be in alignment. You can actually make sure you're surrounding your, you would actually surround yourself with the people who help support your purpose. You would obsess about your purpose and you put a boundary around that purpose. Just to recap all those be it action items. Um, And Daniel Pink, who gosh, someday I hope I get to meet this man. He said, if what you do solves someone's problem, you have a moral moral obligation to sell it to them, a moral obligation to sell it to them. Exactly. And so I know when you're listening to this, not all of you are business people, entrepreneurs, but you are, you have a purpose on this planet. Yeah. It's not even about selling or whatever. I mean, it could be teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're a, if you're a, uh, a teacher and that's, that's what you do, um, showing up and being the best possible teacher you can be, that's your responsibility because you're, you are impacting lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, like whether you are, uh, you know, running a company or working for a company, regardless, you know, you're, it's a responsibility to be, you know, living your purpose. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, what's going to make the world a better place. Well, all right, everyone. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so grateful you're here. How are you going to use these tips in your life? I, I'm i telling you, we want to know. You cannot, you cannot DM too many takeaways and you cannot share this too much. It is so fun when I see those posts that you're sharing in your stories, you're sharing in your feed and you're tagging us and you're sharing it because 
it literally lights a fire and it makes me want to do this even more. It makes me want to do more episodes each week. So send us a DM to the Be It Pod on IG and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye, everyone. of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. You see it is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.